0: Hello class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, the Hey Arnold Reeducation, where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold.
1: I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined by... uh, Not Nimble Ned nor Bodicious Bob, I am just mm. sleep-deprived Michael. Not nearly uh, as yes. catchy.
0: There are still velvety tones in there that I appreciate, so... Thank you.
1: So long as you carry those with
0: you, you can be as sleep-deprived as you like. But yes, we are a podcast, uh, which means you can subscribe to us here, wherever you're listening. If it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Spotify, if it's Amazon Music, if it's good pods. I remembered it this time. Listen to us. Sub to us. Leave a rating review, especially if you like what you hear so other people can find us. Um, And of course, all the socials. Michael does a great job of running them. Twitter, Instagrams, uh, both at PC118pod. And the Gmail is that at gmail.com.
1: And we are g- again coming to you live from the uh, self-imposed imaginary uh, Nickelodeon vault, no relation to yes. the Disney vault because the strike <laughs> continues. We shall see what happens. Seeing a lot of uh, videos on my TikTok feed of Sean Aston giving impassioned uh, kind of testimonials and of all the mm. efforts they're making. Good on him, though. I mean, seems like, yeah. a, seems like a solid dude. Yeah, so uh, today
0: we are covering Season 2, Episode 12, uh, which is the pairing of Steely Phil and Quantity Time. As always, we have a couple of different bits that we're going to jump into. We're going to start with a fan cast within Steely Phil, uh, which side A. The original air date was October 29th, 1997, written by Steve Vixton, story by Antoinette Stell, and directed by Stark Howell, in which Arnold's grandpa enters a Chinese checkers tournament to reclaim his pride, lost 40... Years ago. Forty years of that's, that's being a, a Chinese time. checkers loser.
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: <laughs> In the finals, too, which we are introduced to a one-time character, I believe. Yes, one off. One
1: off, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. A definite one-off. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is representative of an actual chess grandmaster, Bobby Fisher. We were talking ahead of this, like, I don't know if anyone had like a particular interest in chess or like competitive board games that led to them (laughs) making an episode that you know really hinges on this character being a villain but they did it and that was cool so we're gonna fan cast for grandpa finally and we're gonna fan cast for bobby fisher absolutely
1: should we start with bobby uh, fit rob sorry Robbie fisher not the real Robbie
0: fisher not bobby
1: toby mcguire toby mcguire toby Toby mcguire played bobby bobby fisher and that 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 meme clip it's like that was the day that was today. <laughs> whatever, whatever movie. I do kind of want to watch that movie. Like I heard it just for that scene alone. I mean, I hear it's good, but you know, <laughs> but I have anyway. only watched
0: one like piece of media that is chess inspired, and that's Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit yes. And yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is not the casting that I had for for this. As good as she would have been as, as Robbie Fisher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's okay. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk Robbie Fisher first, because I think grandpa's yes. gonna be a more like a more interesting conversation. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um I think that this should go
1: to Matt Berry for a number Damn. of reasons. Yeah, we're putting Matt Barry um, in all of this. He can play multiple roles. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think specifically what I hear Robbie Fisher go like next victim <laughs> and that just kind of like annoying smugness yeah. in his voice yeah that's where i just think again i i watch a lot of it's always not it's always not. <laughs> well i also watch that um but, which, which there's another reference to that too uh but what we do in the shadows matt barry just has this beautiful smugness about him where he goes <laughs> and kind of like halfway insults people all the time yeah, yeah. it's great it's great so I matt Berry, i think i think we need him in the smug seat or at least that would be my pick
1: I, I, I do see you are alive, but kicking? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Or just that, like, oh, no, I've never tied with anyone. This has never happened yeah. to me. Oh, no, no. I just That's my favorite part of it, is him just pounding the, the Chinese checkered board and just reduced to a shell, a shell of his former self. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I only came up with two. This was a little more difficult because I'm like, ah, this is a one. This is kind of a thankless role, but we need somebody who could. Really make a meal of it. Based on so initially, I was thinking I don't know, like Alfred Molina, which is interesting because mm. he actually winds up playing a voice role later in this mm. franchise down the road. But I think he would have done good there. But then also based on the uh, the mustache and the transatlantic the trans- the mustache and the transatlantic accent. I know this doesn't do a whole lot for you because I don't think you were like you didn't. I from from what I recall, you didn't really watch the show very much. Another one of my near and dear. Uh, childhood shows. Uh, I would love to see William Daniels, AK, and you, you, y'all may know him better as Mr. feeney from Boy Meets World, as as Robbie, ah, as Robbie Fisher. <laughs> that's a pretty like, good. Just like, there. like like brought, like literal cartoon brought to life in terms of that. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good pick, Michael. <laughs> Damn, that's a good one. Ooh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we do this. Every single time is that mine is a little bit of a shitpost, but yeah. I, I can explain but it yours,
1: yours have Yours has ground. They're, it's shitpost very grounded shitposting.
0: Yes, and then yours are always like apt to the character as presented, <laughs> which is very tough for me because I love character integrity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, that's hard.
1: Well, Matt, again, if Matt Barry has a lot of options. He can, we can give him his pick. He, can, he does. He can play the sewer king. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he can be everybody. Yeah, I'm he can, sorry. He can be, he's, he's like the Peter Sellers of this motherfucker. He's my everything.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: Yep. I'm smitten. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yes. Okay. So let's also just talk grandpa. Okay. Um, right on. This is a big one. This is a yeah. big one. Yeah. I want to give you your seat to discuss yours because I didn't want to copy yours. Okay. Um, uh, mm-hmm. But I think John Hanna could do good.
1: From, the, mu- from the mummy? Uncle. Uh-huh. What's yes, it, what was but also, Jonathan. his name? His name was also, Jonathan too, right? In the mummy. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
0: also most recently was recognized for that first entry scene that they added into The Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's that guy. And yes, he carries a British accent all uh-huh. the time, so he'd have to ditch that a little bit. But when I think of kind of like a little bit gangly, like sure. a little yeah. bit handsome, a little yeah. charming, but kind of off his rocker. Yeah, kind I of a little, a little cockeyed. Could... Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. that John Hanna could carry the role, but I think that there are better castings for Grandpa, <laughs> and I think they are the names that you put down.
1: There's quite an evolution, I would say. Like yes. You go from like season one, Grandpa, where he's usually just there for like... It's like the all the cliches that they always talk about with, like, the CW superhero shows. Like, he's always there for the pep talk, like, the, the bedroom yeah. pep talk to, like, push Arnold into whatever headspace he needs to be in for, like, the final three minutes of the episode and bring it all mm. home. So he's usually that voice of reason. This is interesting because I think, like, before this, the only time we get, like, a really, like, grandpa-centric thing is snow. And even then, he's almost kind mm. of almost antagonistic to Arnold. Yes. This is the first yes. time we see, like, grandpa's the one struggling with his insecurity and self-doubt and Arnold kind of stepping in and like a little bit of the role reversal in a good way, not in like the problematic real world way. That's called printification in my line of work. Look it up. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, who could, who could, who could handle this, this mix of like being weird and eccentric as all hell Mm -hmm. when it needs to be, but also just like kind of nailing the, you want, you want this dude to be your adoptive, grandpa or father figure like ultimately kind of um so number one i would go my first pick was steve martin uh coincidentally Mm -hmm. i just started watching only murders in the building and i'm like this guy still got it like he's he has Mm -hmm. not lost a step um which which reminds me i definitely want to find something for martin short uh i I do have someone good in mind we'll get to that um but then also in terms of yeah that he's proven this time again that he can balance like the larger than life aspects with just like the kind of like it just very sin- earnest, emotional sincerity. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, uncle Fester yeah. himself, yeah. Uh, judge doom from Roger yeah. Rabbit, but maybe not so much the judge doom aspects. Although maybe a Christopher
0: little. Christopher Lloyd is the one that came to mind. I for think me. so. Yeah.
1: Like peak Christopher like, Lloyd, like early nineties, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, you, you can see Grandpa Phil saying great Scott. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like it, you, Holy some whatever. His mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just very committed to shouting out <laughs> random things. Yeah, cri- yeah. But also
1: a good amount of yeah. fart
0: jokes in there too and I think Christopher Lloyd can nail it. For
1: those. sure. Yeah, like the more just like slapsticky aspects like Steve Martin definitely has that going on but there is a bit more of like a he has a bit more of like a potential mean streak to him, but maybe there, yes. there are episodes where like grandpa does is kind of a dick. Um, yeah. Which is sure. fine. Like again, and I, I like, I like watch train planes, trains and automobiles for the first time this past Thanksgiving. Mm. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was late to the game, but I was like, damn, like it's hard to root for him here. <laughs> but that's, Absolutely. that is the point. It's more, he's like kind of like a, got kind of a surly, like the surly grandpa episodes, like Steve Martin would totally pull off. Acting. Yes. (laughs) You'll be you'll feel a lot better after a good bleeding.
0: (laughs) Yes. Again, a reminder
1: to please watch the uh Theodoric of York medieval barber sketch from SNL on YouTube. Sean loved it quite a bit. I Yes. You know I did. Uh Ian McKellen can do this role too. Okay. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got that wily streak for sure. I feel I feel
0: like I think Grandpa is kind of a visual gag too. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I feel it. of course. Like yeah, the chin
1: hmm. jutting out. Yeah, like I, the top of his head being the weird little like Reservoir Tip thing, like Deadpool's yeah. head.
0: <laughs> Which I mean, you can only be so cartoony. Yeah,
1: with with a with a real with a yeah, real life cast. for sure, for sure. But yeah,
0: this episode was like fun. I yeah, I remember this episode um because I enjoyed playing Chinese checkers. Okay. And, yeah. Um. We will we will discuss how I maybe either I was playing Chinese checkers <laughs> wrong or whoever was behind this episode and was in charge of doing the Chinese checkers research didn't really do the Chinese checkers research.
1: It seemed flimsy, yes. I mean, like, Chinese checkers, I, I feel, was a mainstay, at least at, like, my elemen- elementary school. It felt like yes. the majority of the classrooms that I set foot in, whether it was my class or, like, going into someone else's classroom during like a rainy day yes. recess, there was usually a Chinese mm-hmm. checkers board in the classroom Yes, at the kid. Uh, the My classmate whose mom would babysit me after school, they had Chinese mm-hmm. checkers too. So yeah, there was this, it was Chinese checkers. It seems like maybe was in its like final days in the sun in like the mid to late nineties. And this episode seemed to capitalize on that. Michael, tell me your understanding of like, what are the win conditions for Chinese checkers, dude? I don't remember. <laughs> I, I thought it was because, like regular. Is it? I yeah. I remember. There's like ver- different versions of playing where like you try and make it into like every other like corner crevice that's not yours or something. I mm-hmm. I kind of recall that. Um, yeah, I don't remember a whole lot.
0: The win condition that I remember is all of your pieces into your opponent's reservoir.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Right. Too. So you're okay. you're
0: like starting in like what I guess. Yeah traditional sense yeah. would say is an inverted triangle worth of pieces uh-huh. and you try to fill the enemy's side with that. Right? Yes, that sounds familiar. Um, that
1: sounds like what I yeah. what I had had someone had attempted to teach me as a child. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> and was
0: also under the impression that you could only skip enemy pieces and not your own pieces unless yeah. that was a rule that was explicitly stated, which yeah. means that it was an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got lost in this episode, was probably a rabbit hole I didn't need to be in. That's all, like, that is perfectly fine. Hmm. How do you draw in Chinese checkers when, when yeah. somebody has the advantage by going first and yeah. moving back? <laughs> and all the pieces on the board were never fully in a reservoir either. That is so, true. Yeah. Hmm hmm
1: i was curious a lot of uh, different layouts apparently uh it yeah. could be anywhere from two to six players yes six players sounds absolutely. crazy i would love it to see a six-player chinese checkers game yeah
0: honestly like board games that have more than five players are so great another <laughs> uh for whatever purpose or reason a country affiliated mm. game is mexican train uh, mexican train game. Oh, okay, okay. yeah
1: yeah, it's a thing. It's name, an interesting game. Name. Is it actually Mexican, unlike Chinese checkers, which we have a new <laughs> I, sub. We have a new. I, uh, sub. I doubt it. Okay, <laughs> we have a new yeah. sub sub uh, segment to introduce on that, but we'll get there. No, we
0: could. Uh, okay. We could. Okay,
1: like right.
0: because we didn't do a good job of this. No, now. no, no. We
1: already <laughs> kind of started. It's okay. This is a pilot. Again, I am sleep deprived. Um, but whatever. Okay, so. This portion of the episode, or at least this portion of the conversation, and all of the other times that you've heard us like deep dive on things and like research, da 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 Like, you heard, you heard my, 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 one of the best things I think I've ever said on here so far was me presenting all that info to Sean about like or the history of organ grinders and stuff. Uh, yes. we will officially be <laughs> <laughs> anytime we jump into that, just some very heavy fact checking and whatnot, we will henceforth be calling it Phoebe's Notepad. Uh, we're going to be twiddling the spirals. I have, like, three, like, steno notepads, like, in my drawer right now. I could be, like, picking out the spiral on that right now, but I won't because I need those for work. But anyway, this is Phoebe's <laughs> notepad about Chinese checkers, or as it's actually called, Sternhalma, which that does is... does not sound like a Chinese word. No, because it's a strategy board game of German origin.
0: German yes. origin! Yes.
1: Which is, and it's a modern and simplified version of the game Halma, which is like an American game. Um, apparently, uh, let me see here. Give me the
0: win conditions.
1: Okay. I'll try to find that. Um. But real quick, the game was invented in Germany in 1892. The Stern um, is German for star, refers to the board's star shape. And yep. But here's the thing. The name, Chi- quote, Chinese checkers originated in the United States as a marketing scheme by Bill and Jack Pressman in 1928. The Pressman company's name was originally, originally called Ching Checkers. Which feels way more racist. (laughs)
0: Uh, Wow, as a Chinese American, I take offense. (laughs) Like, dude,
1: I'm. I mean, I'm partially Chinese as well in my ancestry, as many Filipinos are, and that even that stung like, like all fuck. Like that that that, that makes me feel about as uncomfortable as the fact that there was like a food stall at Santa Cruz called Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk called Boardwalk W O K. I don't know if you recall this, but yeah. Um, clever though clever yeah for sure sure. I
0: think that one's that one's more passable because then you're talking about the implement as opposed to pop ching yeah (laughs) that's so fucked up (laughs) (laughs) oh wait sorry new function that's so fucked
1: up there we go yes Sean Sean upgraded his setup so I've upgraded he's got a lot of
0: everybody I have upgraded my setup (laughs) and I have a lot of different toys to f***ing
1: play with (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, The game is neither a variation of checkers, nor did it originate in China or any part of (laughs) Asia. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Phenomenal. I love that. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, That's
0: so good. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I just really like that this episode was, of all things, Chinese checkers. Yeah. Like, of, of all things, it could have been... Because it could have just been chess. It, like, it literally could have just been chess or checkers, and I think it would have had
1: the same impact. But, yeah, but we wouldn't have had Dan <laughs> Kestel and is, like, amazing line read of him, like, having his, like, PTSD flashback going, Chinese checkers. That's true. Grandpa was off his... F-
0: Dude, like, he was... wrong. I'm lost episode.
1: and confused. <laughs> like, there I... Was so- it was so good. He, was, uh,
0: he didn't he just come off of like being really confident about something
1: too? Like wasn't yeah, like him or him yeah. like being like yeah, I know the way home or whatever. Like or, no, it was flying yeah. kites, flying kites, flying kites. Yeah, because flying yeah, kites. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Right, Mary Poppins, let's go fly a kite up to the highest heights. So good,
0: so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I needed to talk about the set pieces in this episode because I don't remember the park. Unless it's a different park, being as bougie as the park that we got to see.
1: No, this World is this because... is a new park. This is not like the park where the kids, where uh, this is not the park where like Stinky gets launched into piles of leaves or <laughs> Timberly, Timberly, you know, stages like ransom drop-offs for herself and Wallen. Yes, and... but it
0: is close enough for the baseball glove dealing yes, kid I, to I, good catch in the tournament. Good catch. Yeah, he got right? his
1: comeuppance there. That's all right. He got he got, he got his, his ass. <laughs> Son.
0: God. Okay. but
1: yeah no like like hedged
0: in with yeah. like whatever the gate thing is called and cobblestone in the entire area like this is i don't know i think uh might be a little bit more of the upscale park this is the this is the rich people's well no i mean like
1: bob city robbie <laughs> fisher is like very is old money like you read about like he was kind of insufferable like that That park was super fancy and Robbie Fisher is clearly just like an old money douchebag. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I buy
0: it. Old money douchebag who says, when I dispatched you. (laughs) (laughs) How full of yourself do you have to be to be saying dispatched? Do you
1: remember? (laughs) Okay. It's like this may, you have a pretty good memory as, as, as I do, but it reminded me of like a shtick you had in high school. Where you used to say in a very similar affectation and, and please let me know if anybody else if there was anyone else that did this or if this was like a one man bit, but you would be like, Oh, it could never be me. For well, you see, I'm perfect. Because I am. Okay. Okay, good, good. I just wanted to make sure.
0: Perfect is me. <laughs> I
1: apologize for nothing.
0: <laughs> yes, that was a that's a classic that's a classic Sean bit is uh being egotistical <laughs> i guess <laughs> and prideful oh no
1: toxic traits in
0: oh.
1: in all all in all in jest though i love, all in I love just. you for it yes um, yes so yeah i was gonna say though yep. like okay so on terms of chinese checkers hold on let me see there's a mm-hmm. lot of different ways uh to play there are different layouts they're different let me see uh the aim is to race all one's pieces into the star corner on the opposite side of the board before the opponents called do the same there you go that's the way condition. called it uh Let's des- go. the destination corner is called home um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah there's hop across is like i guess yeah the most because yeah i think that's what i was had attempted to learn as a kid so that is the most bare bones basics of Chinese checkers in Phoebe's notepad. Okay. And then so this episode is wrong. Is the yes. the short version. Of it. Yes, for sure. And it's cribbing <laughs> from like real life people. Uh, because obviously, Bobby Robbie Fisher is a pastiche of uh, <clears throat> Bobby Fisher, yes, chess grandmaster. Apparently, there was a Boris Spassky as opposed to Boris Slasky. So there's that. Yep. Um, okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah. So this was just their version. They just wanted to have some, uh, Clearly, whoever wrote this episode uh, just really loved chess. Uh, yes, Steve Vixen, really, clearly really a chess did. fan. But yeah, and they also believe that only men children.
0: could win matches. Right? There was,
1: was no women. Uh, <laughs> no, we did not have one, a Beth Harmon in sight.
0: One woman made it to like what effectively would have been like the quarterfinals, right? right? <laughs> like, like one woman did. I think it was Lucy Sharp.
1: Yeah. This in terms of this being. Something else that I thought was interesting in this episode, the the artists really continue to kill it with these one off character designs for people we'll never see again. I mean, like yes, yes. Robbie Fisher is one thing, but like Nimble Ned, bodacious Bob, Boris Slasky, like super distinctive. And it, I it, for some reason it made me think of like Punch Out, whether it be Mike yes. Tyson's Punch Out or like Super Punch Out. Just very yeah, Nimble Ned like is kind of like weirdly burned into my brain. Like he looks, he does not look like he is part of this universe or this show at all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they they put in the love for the for yeah. these characters. Plus, like they
1: didn't move, like they didn't have to animate them. So I think like they could no. they could just afford like, hey, let's just let's you know let's go let's go all in on this on this very <laughs> on this bean pole of a human.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're not moving though, it made me wonder like they could have done that to just have like future background characters, but they are more detailed than yeah. other background yeah. characters. Yeah. So they're not stock. <laughs> a few. Be, it would be thing. jarring. Yeah. Um, wild. Uh-huh. Um. So earlier in the episode, I talked about how I watch uh, two shows religiously, and that's it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and what we do in the shadows. Uh, and I mentioned that there's an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference to this. which It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia references literally everything. Um, so the second that grandpa decides to, uh, I guess, enter Arnold in the tournament, I go to this bit from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the recent episode, which goes off of a conspiracy of someone who I think either beat the current like top grandmaster, whatever his name is, Magnus Carlson, or something like that, or like put up a really good fight against him. And the conspiracy was that he had a—you uh, can edit this out if it's too crazy, but fine—that he had a vibrating butt plug in what to, sig- to signal moves in Morse code <laughs> to make against Magnus Carlson.
1: Wait, oh, this is a real life conspiracy. This is not because this sounds like conspiracy. something that the show would do anyway. But
0: and the show does it. Oh and it's my God. Danny DeVito that has enough. Of this ass. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, because it's always sunny, the, the vibrating is not uh, at all mm-hmm. wisely allocated and mm-hmm. leads to things <laughs> happening at the table. <laughs> it's so good. This is I a recent. Recommend. This is a recent episode of the oh, show. Oh, it's the most recent oh, okay. season. F- yeah. Fuck okay. it. Yeah.
1: I might just. I might just go in. I watched I'm in a Danny DeVito headspace. I watched town on oh, Adventure last week, so when
0: absolutely throw that mother sure. on right after this.
1: Ernie Pot, we gotta make sure he's still got the goods to when we need him to come in and play uh, Ernie Potts. So Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's he has still got it. <laughs> he's right still on. got it. <gasps> yes. Oh. Um God. for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say with this episode, like I mean I, I guess I was just waiting for it to happen. And we're going to get a lot more, but like grandpa immediately jumped to the top of my like list of favorite characters. Only a few minutes into this, it was just again, his balance of wackiness combined with like, honestly, like deep self-effacing self-awareness. Like he knows he's getting old and maybe he's even questioning like, you know what am I doing raising this nine-year-old boy? Like I'm doing the best (laughs) I can here, but I have, I have to contend with like my own neuroses and my own mental state and everything. Um, yeah and again just that role reversal uh of arnold trying to like mentor grandpa and be like i'm trying to encourage you like you encourage me he's like oh i just met i just said that because i thought the other kids would lose <laughs> like yes yes all that stuff I, just all that the, the very just like meta-ness of grandpa's character i really yes
0: love. he had such good lines episode too yeah. like i mean Obviously the, the opening one of how the heck do we get home? I'm lost and confused. And then he also says I'm feeling a long flashback coming in. So fucking good. And then I think my favorite one, uh besides I'm old and fat, is oh, yeah. this is a game of marbles and I already lost most of mine.
1: <laughs> Banger. Banger one liner. It was all in one yeah. My that is my favorite that as well as this is my favorite. He's like, this is the same move I trapped you in forty years ago. He's like, no, no, it's not. It's completely different. Ah I have poo, it's the same, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the range. The range. Ike. Again. Castellaneta Obsessed. was I mean, I I yes. would hope he was one of the highest paid cast members because he was he had that Simpsons cred. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he <clears throat> crushed it. Mm-hmm. Uh we get a lot
0: of good genius of Jim Lang, too. I mean, of course we get what, what what's the track for old timey steely phil i think we just uh, called it kind of phil gram
1: i think it's just called phil reminisces or something like i've heard yeah. it listed on youtube but yeah that motif like yeah. the, I, think the, that, mm-hmm.
0: I think it's my favorite of like the hey arnold sweets i think like mm-hmm. i i keep going back to that one being my favorite one yeah uh, in comparison to some of the others which i mean the others are also up there in the yeah. tier, but it's so good we also get a good riff on the Rocky reference and, oh, and yes. the music there, yeah. like a really, really solid take on it. That's not verbatim, at, as far as I know. Yeah, it's got um,
1: that like wah 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 guitar, like which like the actual sh- song does not have. But yes, more deliberate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, they play on it so well. Grandpa so, looks so like well. Mickey
1: when he's training, so there's that. Yeah, too. Not yeah, the no, not this, the weasel. This had it Mickey all. Goldmill. This episode. Yeah.
0: yeah, not the weasel. <laughs> Yeah, no, this this episode had it all, and like we like we said at the beginning, I'm just really glad the baseball glove kid gets fucking bodied yeah, first.
1: Just like first with no right up with, against yeah. it. <laughs> with no no dignified send-off at all. Just Yeah, no. Next victim. Take Arnold's victim. ball and go home. Yes. <laughs> Asshole. <coughs> Asshole. Uh, we, uh, okay.
0: And then the finals are like a battle of attrition. Like I've never seen a game, any board game, go like, hours and Dude, I forgot that, like, it's, like,
1: dusk sets in. I was like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Every shot is a different, different, like, yeah. you know, the sun is clearly setting.
0: <laughs> this episode got a lot of, like, a lot of love and a lot of effort put into it. Like, those minor things and changes, like, mm-hmm. they could have just easily let it
1: just be daytime. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but, I mean, that's the not. thing with, like, I mean, with these, like, crazy, like, fabled chess matches like they will go on for hours mm. at a time right
0: unless they're timed right they have that oh yeah that clock thingy yeah slap thing yeah. yeah 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 um one of the things that's i guess different about this episode is it it ends on like a like a wholesome note without like a like a joke or like a like a bit put at the end yeah like they they walk off and there's not some kind of like undermining of the sweetness where arnold is mm-hmm. like oh grandpa or like so, grandpa doesn't let you know rattle something off that yeah uh, that breaks that wholesomeness yeah and i kind of liked it yeah I mean, for sure i didn't i didn't have a i mean atypical of myself i didn't have really a hate arnold up like moment in this other mm. than oh arnold is the person that has to train everybody because he's the best at everything like that mm. i, I could have stretched for that but this feels like what i would imagine like everybody loves arnold to think about is right just leading to these wholesome endings yeah
1: I think you'll get a little more of that as we go, which is good. But if then on the we'll, stride, right? Yeah, and yeah. then but then occasionally sprinkling in like the less than savory Arnold stuff. Like especially like yes. once him him and Lila's like situation ship oh, yeah. starts to become yep. more of a thing. Well but we'll get there. We'll get there in all in due yeah. time that we will that we will any last thoughts on this one by the way before we shift no let's uh let's let's no. move on let's move on to the other to the a far more complicated uh, uh child fa- uh, father child dynamic
0: uh yes side b quantity time um clever name by the way shares the original air date october 29th 1997 written by steve vixton directed by steve saki in which Helga's mother tries to let Helga and her father Bob bond after she learns the two of them will be home all week, as it's spring break for Helga. Miriam decides to take an impromptu vacation to her mother's, leaving father and daughter on their own, with Bob knowing nothing about his daughter.
1: Yeah. As much as I wait before we cast Big Bob, I just want to highlight real yes. quick, like the it just this episode just felt so. I mean, it was it was a downer of an episode largely, but even mm-hmm. like. Miriam leaving like her being like oh fuck you're on spring break and her just like I'm going to see my mother she's not well yeah. I'm like is your mom dying Miriam like I just like I, it, w- it was unsettling I watched this episode twice and that moment like kind of stopped me in my tracks both times
0: yeah it's a I mean this episode is definitely a tragedy right? yeah I mean it's it's explored lighthearted. I mean yeah as we'll get to like the ending is I don't even I, I, it's hard for me to even say bittersweet You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The episode itself is, I don't know, it feels tragic and real in ways that I guess I wasn't ready for Hey Arnold to like bring out, especially coming off of Steely Phil being so like lighthearted and fun. A sports comedy, Um, yes. Now we're in a sports comedy, indeed. Yeah. Um, But that to be said, like this episode, I think the caveat to that is that this episode does a really good job of building that tragedy effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that it's like, it's a strong work in my opinion to build I guess what effectively for for us as adults probably is a, a like a sense of discomfort but for us as kids was probably just like oh <laughs> big bob is silly big beef guy yes you know you you write it off and mm-hmm. I think that's part of the beauty of cartoons like this or even like you know you think of cartoon animated movies too where it can appeal to two different audiences mm-hmm. in two different ways using the same material I mm-hmm. mean um, I think this episode does it really really well it I, does
1: it does actually big fan but also big hurt Good. Oh, that is a that is a great way to succinctly uh, articulate that point, sir. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But real quick, let's shall we backtrack and cast Big Bob, who we've seen a few times, but have not yet yes. filled those shoes yes. up until now. This I had yes. a hard time with this one. Um, mm. But anyway, but if you want to go first, go ahead. <laughs> so.
0: Yes. I um I was locked in on this one. Okay. I thought about it a little bit, and I was trying to think of other options than this name. But the more that I thought about it, the more I was like. Okay, this actor not only can carry himself like him, but I think he can. You know, in this in the, in this episode, you see Big Bob attempt, right? Attempt mm. to be thoughtful, and yeah. he does to yeah. a degree. Is you know, he is thoughtful, but just interprets it a different way. I think John Hamm would crush this role.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I I I yeah. I, I think that John Hamm has the voice. I think he has the stature. Uh-huh. I think he has the comedic chops, but also the dramatic chops, and I. I want more John Ham on my screen.
1: That's cool. Would you have him kind of punch himself out, like to look more like to look more Big Bob esque, or would you just want him I'm, in his like you know kind of barrel chested glory?
0: I'm comfortable with John Ham being as himself for this yeah. role. I think okay. that part of Big Bob's imposing nature is more his voice than his stature. True. Yeah. Yeah. The- hey, hey, hey. That's the. Yeah, that's the adjective I was thinking about. Is who can be <laughs> boisterous?
1: Yes, good point. Good point. Yes, John Ham. Okay, i might I'll probably just give it give that to you there for him being able to just yeah. Because I I'm not super familiar with John Ham's work outside of like Mad Men and mm. I, Baby Driver. I think is the only thing I've really seen mm-hmm. him. Oh, Tag. He was. Mm-hmm. I saw Tag. Yeah, my pick was like, like he's just obnoxious and ignorant and stuff and like he's really good at that um so yeah. i went with danny mcbride i watched righteous gemstones the first season of righteous ah. gemstones recently which definitely wow, had, welcome too. yeah i really dug it I, i've been wanting to get back to it um yeah i don't know if he, how well he'd be able to do like the you know trying to like actually step up and be the dad that helga mm. needs or his version i mean like he there you get you get into some of that with gemstones with him like wrestling with a. With uh, I forget his son's name, but I know the actor's name. Scott Alexander's okay. character. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think John Hamm, I think, would be a better foil for, say, like putting him up again. Eventually, we're going to have to pit uh, Big Bob against Grandpa a couple times over. So I'd rather yes. see that matchup. Lloyd v. Hamm. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Another point of for course, me. <laughs> of
1: course. <laughs> no, yeah, we will definitely, like, I'm excited to, like, put down, like, our finalized cast list once we get to that point, just for fun. Yes, uh, Just to absolutely. see it, just to imagine it with the, with the mind's eye. Uh, but we will not be using uh, AI to like realize those things visually. Cause nope, no, 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 no. I disagree. <laughs> yes. I fundamentally As do disagree. I. As do I. Um,
0: Dude, how is Helga not stoked that Arnold struck up the conversation leaving the classroom? How is she not like a flutter the entire time? That's crazy. She
1: she never really lets herself get a flutter hard with, with Arnold. Like the only time she ever kind of drops the facade is whenever they, they do the thing, and we, honestly, I should have been, I should be keeping track right. of this, when they crash into each other on, on, like, a street corner. Yeah, yeah. Or in the hallway, like. You're right, huh? She's,
0: she's never really caught flat-footed, huh? Yeah,
1: not really. Um, Dang. She's pretty good at it, I mean, honestly, and you see why here, it's because, like, she lives with a, you know, her mom's checked out, but clearly, you see, like, how much she sees Miriam as at least, like, here, this person's kind of safe, even as, even yeah. if she's kind of checked out, at least she doesn't, like, Step all over me or whatever. Whereas with yeah. Big Bob, it's like, here's this blustering guy who like invalidates me and my feelings and my opinions at every turn. And For real. Yeah, it's it's again like me being a therapist during the daytime working out or is like this 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 Pataki stuff is like particularly unpleasant to watch this time around. Yeah. He's <laughs> but repulsive yeah. in this episode. Yeah.
0: Like he comes out super strong and misogynistic and what's the like more aggressive form of directive just like barking orders at
1: authoritarian yeah the
0: word that comes to mind usually for me yes thank you like i just like no i really disliked how the character treated miriam and helga Mm -hmm. always treats helga to Mm -hmm. be honest always treats both of them to be honest mm. and like yeah i understand that there's a little bit of funny in that like i, th- I think as a kid i would have i would have laughed at it like oh my god he's so lazy and mean <laughs> but like no this, this is pretty fucked up
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no is... i mean this is just very like toxically like traditionally masculine and yeah you know bringing home winning winning the bread with his beeper emporium and yeah you know just i just got very uncomfortable every day i was like you can never have enough big white belts for why? For what? <laughs> for what? For To what for, end? And then and then he mentioned a jacket with like fringe. And I'm like, is this dude trying to dress up as Doug like, <laughs> like I was thinking of the the Dimidum, same, Dimidum? Right, is yeah. a little bit of
0: that. I think that one of the interesting things that I guess stood out to me was coming up to this episode, you realize that I think if I'm looking through it in a kid's lens, like you kind of see Helga as a daddy's girl just because they share a lot of behaviors. Right, right. right. Like this episode did what i think was a really good intentional job of like drawing parallels but also juxtaposing parallels mm. so like you get the obvious ones like oh my god they're eating and they both have a mess and they're eating the same thing the same way and asking to pass the stuffing or mm-hmm. or when miriam says that she's going to leave they both react on the couch right yeah um but then the one that's kind of like you know it's it's still obvious but it's sneaky is like you know right after you get big bob saying this is what you have to buy for me and this is what i need you to bring home you go right to Helga telling Phoebe, I need you to get these oh, Jam 5 tickets, you know? Dude. And yes, 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 yes. The entire way through. It's yeah. just all of these parallels between the characters, whether it's like <sighs> directly happening at the same time, yeah. or juxtaposed scene.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's it's clever and it's yeah. i mean it, it again is really tragic because you know you realize that helga does kind of alienate her friends uh-huh. or alienate herself well, from this, her friends it's
1: and- how she learns to be and i mean the the loudest voice in generally speaking it's kind of like the loudest voice in the room is at least the one you're going to look at first um yes, and it's exactly it's all that you know this is like you know if, if, you, if anybody wants to google uh listening along to this like Google the concept of like attachment theory and basically like how, yeah. how like critical, you know, your caregiver, your relationship with your caregivers is in your performative years of life. Cause that, mm. that at least sets the initial, you can change it. It is, I cannot stress that enough. You can learn unlearned things and you can learn new, healthier things. But that initial, mm. initial script that you get written into your like brain hard drive of like, this is how you. Act in relationships. This is how you treat people. This is how you allow people to treat you. Like in childhood, especially, is extremely freaking critical. And yeah, like mm. Phoebe obviously is not, not not Miriam. She's her own person, but is similarly yeah. kind of submissive. And they both wear glasses and stuff. And yeah. you know, oh, re- relatively soft-spoken women. Yeah, that that's whew, God. Sorry, I can't. I cannot stop thinking about that parallel you just drew. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but it's 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 crazy i mean like everything else i have to say about the episode like it's it's not my typical notes where there's Mm -hmm. like i mean there's a couple things that are in all caps that are like oh my god huh but this episode is kind of a like a a, it's a work it's a it's a work is what it is yeah like in the grocery store just not knowing what the fuck to buy and like strawberry allergies and stuff like that like you can make light of it but like man
1: and then you see how the barber interacts with Big dude, Bob Dude, like, that part always made me so uncomfortable as a dude, child like I'm like this, yes. is, this is effed up right now like.
0: Yeah, exactly and you wonder if he's like just being performative to get along with Big Bob or if he's actually also a dick and then he he's yeah. like who the kid is which means Bob's never talked about like
1: because he refers to her as this is my other daughter like not even yeah, saying exactly. this is Helga or whatever. Exactly. Like, it's, she's always an afterthought which is it's very, again very sad yeah it's unfortunate yeah
0: then, i don't know the big white belts are weird yes. something with the tassels for his shoes i don't get which made me oh, think yeah. of the i think you should leave skit where maybe he's the kind of guy that would wear a fedora with a safari flap
1: <laughs> i haven't gone to that which, yet i do need to get back to that are you i'm shitting sorry me? i will i'm sorry i you need to watch like okay so okay. your homework yes, after sir. this yes, like
0: sir. literally after the podcast uh-huh. is done if you have the like energy too. Okay. Is you need to watch that skit in particular. Um, okay. It's called insider trading. Insider <clears>
1: trading. <throat> I think trading. that's what it's called. Okay. I'll, yes. I'll try. To, I'll trading, narrow it. I I'll narrow it make. down. I'll narrow it down. That's
0: gonna get. It's gonna get you there. It's okay. Five minutes. Okay. You no, watch I'm that sure. first, and then you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. You okay. watch that episode where Danny DeVito has something shoved up his ass. Okay. It's great. And then you can go to bed. Okay. But you need to do those two things first.
1: Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, daddy. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just, yes, daddy. Me, yes. Ew. Yes. Sorry. Um, yeah, that was weird. I'm sorry. And, whatever. <laughs> no, I, this, I, we're I we're recording of, these I in a vacuum. There. I think I'm a little looser because again, this is like, we're, this is our, this is our strike period of episode recordings whenever, however long mm. that should be. So mm. it's, it's a little going to be, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did not check that there was like, uh, I'm uncomfortable that my male rat friend has feelings for me. Also, a male rat in the rats' uh, musical *Denouement*. That was ah. weird. that was weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. They.
0: Yeah. I'm glad they didn't stick in it. No, 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 no. It no. was yeah. it was
1: obviously the joke. Yeah. You know which. Yeah, it but... it felt like an and an actually like in like true fashion of like Simpsons did it. I think Simpsons did it first because there was like, there's a very famous meme. Uh, I guess there's a very famous Simpsons sequence where it's like. Hmm. Um, do you know who Troy McClure is in the Simpsons? Like Phil Hartman played him. He's like this B level actor who just like is in a bunch of like crappy movies and he's trying to like always trying to revitalize his career. He's a, <laughs> I, I do not. Okay. Anyway, he's, he stars in, he gets like a comeback gig starring in a planet of the apes musical and it's called stop the planet of the apes. I want to get off. <laughs> um (laughs) yes um yeah me me and theo reference it constantly because um you know the song rock me amadeus like yes okay yes they uh they do a parody of that but in reference to the planet of the f's character dr zeus so it's like dr zeus dr zeus oh oh oh, dr zeus dr zeus oh oh oh, dr zeus dr zeus dr zeus but anyway like but yeah you, you find out that doctor that um uh, the that Troy McClure is playing like the Charlton Heston character, and like during like the big musical finish, mm-hmm. he goes, "I love you, Doctor Zayas." Doctor Zayas is a male chimpanzee. There's a male ape, so yes, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes. So um, there you yes. go.
0: Dated comedy is what
1: it <laughs> is for sure. Yeah, dated gay jokes. Yes. Um, you know, you get a lot of that in your 90s media. It's pretty unavoidable. Uh, yeah. At yeah. least it's, one it's, per once per movie or program. Um. um. To, to rap. Did your husband, knit it for you. There we go. Yeah, sometimes 2002 superhero debuts. Uh, yeah, that one absolutely. really does not age well. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Yeah, uh, <sighs> I mean, but then yeah, he went, totally he went, agree. he went to go star in Satan's Alley. So I think that was his, uh, who was yes. his attempt at allyship.
0: Paid it forward.
1: <laughs> he did. Yes. God. Um, would you rather attend Slam Jam 5 or Rats the Musical, though? Be honest.
0: Oh my god. I'd probably mm, knowing what events I have attended in the past, I would be more likely to attend Rats the Musical
1: than okay. Slam Jam
0: Five. Okay. But if I was between the two and had to pick one, I would probably choose Slam Jam Five out of interest to experience something new rather than Rats.
1: True. I've never attended a re- like a professional wrestling anything. I've still always wanted to see me like go at it. Um Yeah. I've attended, I haven't Yeah. Haven't seen that. And even just like Cats scared the shit out of me. Like just the 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 concept of Cats the musical like. A lot of um again, as I referenced earlier, uh the kid whose mom would babysit me, they had yeah. like a VHS of cats and on the back of the box was just like all the, the cast in their cat poses and just that was really <laughs> unsettling uh to me. Um yeah i have I- to
0: say though, it was probably really impressive because I would imagine that it's probably like a work of like really impressive like pseudo contortion oh, and I'm dance sure. I'm together, sure. right? I'm sure with a lot of good practical costume, but uh uh-huh. I don't know, man. I it, don't
1: know. It just reminds me of a, that guy, that thing that's going around, like that guy in Japan who like spent like twenty, the equivalent of twenty thousand US to like on like a realistic border collie costume. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like some Kevin Smith uh, tusk vibes <laughs> a little bit too. Oh yeah, no, thank you. No,
0: no, thank you. Uh, one other thing I wanted to call out in this one, at least in Hey Arnold in general, every time that we've seen. Someone from PS One Eighteen stumble upon someone else from PS One Eighteen in a scenario they don't want to be stumbled upon. Uh, it's almost always a Harold, <laughs> but um, if it's not Harold, it's someone that's gonna laugh at them or like under the threat of sharing it with. Um,
1: oh yeah, 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 uh-huh.
0: with everyone else. Uh-huh. And what I really appreciated here again, this episode does a good job of staving away my hate Arnold tendencies. Yeah, is um, he doesn't laugh at her on. Mm-hmm. The pony he doesn't laugh at her falling in the mud um he doesn't poke fun and i appreciate that that's character growth for arnold for right? sure um, for sure and good for helga too because i mean obviously she's gonna be upset that she sees him or yeah she he sees her mm-hmm. in that situation but i'm glad that he didn't like lay it thick just because she bullies him mm-hmm. you know she she didn't deserve that in this yeah,
1: she was in a vulnerable place all week this is like a really bad spring break for her i feel, yeah. I, feel I do feel bad for helga
0: this episode ends on. I, I still don't know if, it, if if I can call it bittersweet, but I guess yeah. like share, sharing and laughing at the absurdity of something, yeah. which you know it it doesn't really draw any connection between the two of them. Uh-huh. It, it's uh, kind of fleeting
1: like, at the very least. But it it's is. like I think sometimes you have to. I will. I don't. I won't get too much into it as per how it resonates for me. But like sometimes it's like you gotta just sort of take what you can get. Like in terms of like I will do this even if it avoid if as long if it like just helps me to like stave off like another an argument or ridicule ridicule you know it's like if you're if you're used to being emotionally starved you're gonna take the crumbs kind of thing yeah even if like how infrequently they come so yeah it's it's sad i'm 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 not sure if we get more stuff like this between her and big bob like we do we definitely get a couple of like miriam helga pairings so that'll be interesting to Mm. see how those things compare but yeah big bob continues to be like the heel yeah, we got no, of the show so
0: we get no character growth from him yeah in this episode none but yeah i mean not to just like end on an awkward note but nah, this episode still like despite kind of being now that we're off discord you can't see but i'm, I'm doing the hand gesture for like low ah. for being like kind of a low tone uh-huh. this one this one is a really strong com- narrative in my opinion. yeah no I, I for think, sure I for think, sure i think they do the job so so well in building this character on top yeah. of what we already know about him mm-hmm. um let's us explore Helga being a little bit more, you know, she's still standoffish rightfully so, but she's a little bit more like meek and resigned, which I mm-hmm. think is a range that we don't get to see from Helga in yeah. a non comedic yeah. context. Um, mm-hmm. This one felt like a drama. This one was a drama and it, and the show did it really, really well. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised to have something that felt like meaty
1: and satiating. I uh, was, yeah. Within 11 minutes too. like just yes. crazy that they were able to do that so consistently.
0: Yes. And I was happy to be here for it. Same. I was here for big it. Same, all big done. Same. I wish I would have thought harder about Mr. Simmons' morals. That's okay.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Well, let's, let's just bang this out real quick. Steely Phil, yeah. I believe uh, the Mr. Simmons moral is sometimes the stalemate. Sometimes the stalemate is cool. Sometimes it's okay if you both win, share the win, or both share the <laughs> loss. <laughs> Stalemates are good. That's all fine. Uh, or win humbly or win humbly yes yeah don't go around being like next victim um yes unless you're matt berry playing the character in which case please do by all means in which please go like ham on Mm them yes and then quantity time i think just like actually try to get to know your kid like if you if ever you if you are a parent or you intend to be a parent someday like get to know your kids on their terms and don't just like impose your stuff onto them because I don't know that, that 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 don't sit right with me and be self-aware yeah self-awareness is good we a, like that that's we a like good that underlying
0: here. one there yes definitely yeah
1: <laughs> thank you thank of, you for
0: those of course thank you for conversation what? thank you to our listeners uh for sticking with us through a heavier one <laughs> or a whiplash one I it's would. it's okay
1: I think next week's gonna <laughs> just be like a little more yeah comedically oriented because uh the next installment of season two is episode 13 in which we will eat can uh, talk about eating contest and ronda's glasses as always thank you for being with us and never eat raspberries